I always look forward to this day of the week because we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court. And Jamie Court has been a friend of this show for a very, very long time, nearly since the beginning. Check out Jamie Court at consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie Court is the president of consumerwatchdog.org, the spelling C-O-U-R-T. Don't just check out Jamie Court, but check out all of his great colleagues. They're doing great work at consumerwatchdog.org. And one of their topics that we have been talking about a lot here is back in the news and boy is this a consumer safety issue jamie thanks for coming back on the norman goldman show it's always my pleasure norm well jamie you and i have spent countless minutes talking about driverless cars there's already been a death in arizona from one of these driverless vehicles uh we have been sounding the alarm there's been a lot of back and forth at different levels of government feds and state but I, through the Associated Press, just this week, through both both of these stories from the Associated Press, they get the credit. First, I see California to let Waymo test fully driverless cars. Then I see Tesla autopilot blamed for crash. Absolutely. Now, Jamie, to me, let's con let's compare and contrast these two stories. Tesla's autopilot is blamed for a crash, and then California is going to let Waymo test fully driverless cars. Jamie, I see a problem here from a consumer safety, from a physical safety, from a personal safety perspective. What am I missing here? You're not missing anything. It's These cars have not proven that they are uh, ready for the roads, and, and we're all going to be you know human guinea pigs. If this happens, uh, and if these cars, uh, you know, in in numbers go on the roads, the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles in California have been under a lot of pressure from the industry and Google to let these next phases of testing go. The ones that are being tested, actually, uh, by Waymo, and Waymo's built the cars that go the furthest without having to get a human to take over from the computer, are going to be followed remotely from you know these these guys who are basically controlling these cars like drones from from a you know panel in 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 a uh, remote control location probably in Mountain View so in this phase of testing for Waymo the car will drive itself but there'll be someone like playing a video game ready to step in if something goes wrong now that could be bad because it's pretty hard to have peripheral vision and see what's going on around you if you're not in a car can't anticipate things but at least there's a backup. Uh, it's not good enough. What happened with Tesla is Tesla is basically testing its autopilot as a prelude to its its fully autonomous vehicle by just letting its 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 own uh, drivers, the people who own Teslas, use this autopilot mode, even though there have been multiple crashes and deaths, and people haven't uh, you know been been safe. Um, you know, you're supposed to keep your hands in the wheel. You're supposed to take responsibility. It's not testing. It's actually a, a semi-autonomous function like cruise control. But recently, uh, a man just sued because earlier in October, he was driving his Tesla down the road, and it was going uh, over 50 miles an hour. And uh, there was a stationary Ford Fiesta, and it didn't see it, and he plowed right into it. Uh, and he turned out to be okay. But he says that Tesla... Model S manual says you can engage it over 50 miles an hour, but if you engage it over 50 miles an hour, it's got trouble finding stationary objects in cars. Wow. That's a big you know, problem, he says. Yeah, I'd say that's a really big problem. Not, I mean, you know, who leaves the five-pin in your, in your manual, right, when, you, when, you, when you're something's called autopilot? Uh, the other crashes we've seen are very similar. They, they wow. crashed into the back of a, 
of a fire truck. Uh, they've crashed into a back of a street sweeper in China, and a guy died with some really gruesome video. Uh, the, the, the Tesla doesn't have what we call LIDAR. It only has radar and video cameras. The video cameras often don't detect the color of a car against a backdrop of sky. And so Tesla just says, well, it's, you know, we tell, we tell, our, we tell our car owners that they have to pay attention. And, you know, that's not why you call something autopilot. We've asked that the DMV force Tesla under some new regulations to change that name because autopilot implies, you know, it's, it's automatic. Right. And it's not. It, 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 so I, I think that these cars are way oversold in their, in their promise, and, and people are really going to find out, you know, uh, in these kind of close calls we just saw with the Tesla, that they're not all they are literally cracked up to be. Well, Jamie, so I just want to make sure I've got this right in my in my mind. We're talking about really two very separate things. One of them, Tesla, where there's a human consumer driver behind the wheel. And the question is, how much more assisted driving is autopilot providing? And how much is it tricking drivers into thinking that they don't have to pay any attention? And, of course, all the limitations you just described. But that's one thing. The second thing, Waymo, which is Google, we, we should hasten to add, Google is behind. Waymo. That's a totally driverless car. And what we're talking about, what you're talking about here with the guys, maybe a Mountain View or wherever with the video screen, um, it, you know, that I, I get the image of like a video game or the guys in the military, you know, bombing wedding parties in, in uh, Pakistan and, and Afghanistan, you know, with, with remote control drones. Uh, but Jamie, it's one thing with a video game, but when we're dropping bombs with drones or if we're, we're uh, trying to monitor a Waymo vehicle on the road, I mean, a, a mistake can cost a person their life so this is a real i mean driverless car i get it we're talking about two different things but aren't they both dangerous as all get out they're both dangerous because the technologies uh really do require human intervention and human attention and in the case of tesla you know it's 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 overselling uh, these technologies and it's it's basically giving people a false sense of security in the case of waymo uh, I just don't think these cars are ready to be on the roads without human drivers ready to take over. Uh, and a remote control, you know, backup plan has a lot of pitfalls. You know, when you're in these cars, you're able to see dangers if you're paying attention and you're a test driver and take over. I don't think the same type of functionality is going to be available, you know, on a, on a uh, you know, guy with a computer screen who knows how many cars he's going to be monitoring. Wow. So this is the industry's halfway step to not having anybody watching. And these companies have enough money that they could pay off lawsuits and wrongful death cases just to move these technologies forward when they're not safe. We don't have enough data to show they're safe. California's produced data that shows they're not safe. In fact, every year they produce what we call disengagement reports. Most of these cars can't go more than a couple hundred miles without a human being taken over from the computer. Waymo's cars can go more like 4,000 miles without a uh, computer having to give way to a person. Uh, but that's on average. And what happens after this 4,500 miles? Will the remote control guy uh, be there, or will Waymo run into someone? And, you know, we really we have to not move so fast. We have to slow this down. And to add injury to insult, there's a bill that's been waiting in the U.S. Senate the AV Start Act, which is going to allow more of these cars on the roads without passing any safety precautions all across America, thanks to Senator Feinstein and Senator, uh, Senator Blumenthal, Senator Markey, a few others, they've held this bill from being taken up on the Senate floor. 
in the U.S. Senate, but it, it could come up in a lame duck session after this election. Wow. And um, we've got to be very vigilant that we don't rush these cars to market before we have full transparency about what they're capable of and make sure that, that they're ready. Well, Jamie, speaking of the lame duck session, let's talk about the election. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to our friend Jamie Court. It's spelled C-O-U-R-T, as if you're going to court. And Jamie Court's ConsumerWatchdog.org does go to court, but they do a whole lot more. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. There's a lot of great colleagues there. Check them all out at ConsumerWatchdog.org. And there's a lot of consumer protection at stake. In fact, consumer protection has taken a back seat and, and many backward steps in recent times. So, Jamie, Election Day is this Tuesday. I mean, this is the last weekend before Election Day. Uh, Republicans, of course, control both houses of Congress. There's a lot at stake. But from a consumer perspective, consumerwatchdog.org, from a consumer perspective, what's at stake for all of us as consumers on Election Day? Well, we've had a government uh, controlled in the... Uh uh, executive branch and and through the legislature that has leaned against regulation of all kinds that hasn't uh, taken seriously enough the public safety and health threats that we we face and and unless we get you know some congressional oversight into driverless cars into you know dangerous drugs into all the usual kind of oversight hearings we have with dangerous products and reckless corporations uh, we're a lot less safe Congress has not done a good job of hauling in uh, corporations and making them answer for their crimes. They've largely let them off the hook, and and we need to have some balance. I think if 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 we stay with a one-party rule, it's going to be even less likely that we're going to have a uh, a a oversight process uh, and a you know a confirmation process for regulators that guarantees the public safety and it's going to be more about uh, you know who are the connections to the legislature and uh, and you know who is the check and balance on the executive branch wow Jamie, there's so much at stake from so many different angles. Uh, from the consumer protection angle, that, that is a really important one. I've got to leave it there, but I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us. I hope you know our friend Jamie Court and all of his great colleagues at ConsumerWatchdog.org. If you do, go on over there and see what they're up to lately. If you don't, you got to check out ConsumerWatchdog.org. Jamie Court's the president. He's been with us virtually from the start. A great consumer advocate and great consumer advocacy group. And Jamie... We'll see where we are next week after Election Day. Thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Thank you, Norm.